Our second scripture this morning is Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down on the boat, off the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Got it? We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Please pray with me. Loving God, in every storm of life, you always come to us walking on the water. In this moment here, open our hearts that we might perceive your presence with us now as always. Open our hearts that we might experience and become your living word to bless the world you love. Amen. Well done, Joni. <laughs> so this morning's scripture is the story of that time that Peter walked on the water. Now you may not have heard it called that before. More probably you've heard it called the story when Jesus walked on the water. Someone I read this week called it the story of Jesus' adventure at sea. Someone else called it the story of the sinking Simon Peter. But we all just heard it. The disciples are out in the boat in the middle of a storm. Jesus walks out to them on the water and then calls Peter to get out of the boat and come to him. And Peter does. Just a few steps maybe, but this is the story where Peter walks on the water. But first, let's, let's talk about that storm. Let's talk about the very real fear and danger in this story. As it begins, we are back at the end of another exhausting day of Jesus teaching and working miracles. Jesus has been teaching the multitudes and the crowds have kept growing. And just before this, just before this, Jesus has enlisted the disciples to help him feed the 5,000. As the scripture opens, here we are again with Jesus back at the lake shore, ready to send the crowd home. And here we are back in the world of the Gospel of Matthew. As I mentioned, 
more than the other Gospels, Matthew's world is a dangerous world. We spent a good bit of time in Matthew last year, and we noticed that in Matthew, Jesus is announcing a brave new world. Blessed are the merciful, the meek, and the peacemakers. A brave new world, even as the crumbling old order continues to oppress. In Matthew, terror is all around. We think that Matthew's community has just been kicked out of the broader community because they follow Jesus. So in Matthew's world, there are real enemies, real threat, real contention. The wind is almost always against them. They're almost always in the midst of a storm. As the scripture begins, the disciples are at the end of this long, exhausting day, and Jesus tells them, actually in the Greek it's he compels them, to get in the boat and go on ahead of him across this lake. It's, it's the Sea of Galilee. It's a big lake. They set out, and Jesus goes up the mountain to pray. Time passes. It's well into evening now. They are a good distance from land and a storm rises up. The wind is against them and the waves buffet them. That Greek verb there is really vivid there. It's basically the waves are tormenting the boat. And they stall out there in that boat battling the headwind and time passes. All night long there they are stalled making no progress in the midst of a storm. And at the end of that long night, just before morning, Jesus comes down the mountain and goes out to them, walking on the water. Note that Jesus does hear what only God can do. He's just fed 5,000 people, miraculous provision, and now he masters the chaos of the waters and moves through the storm to find his people not unlike God commanding and parting the waters so that the people can cross over to freedom on dry land. Jesus does hear what only God can do. And at the end of this story, the disciples will say, so truly you are the Son of God. But in this moment, they have no idea what's going on. They think they're seeing a phantasm, a ghost, or maybe a spirit from the deep. So Jesus says to them, take courage, it is I, I am, fear not. And only Peter answers back. Lord, if it is you, if you are, command me to come to you on the waters. And Jesus says, come, and Peter does. Peter climbs out of the boat in the storm, and he walks on the water toward Jesus. This is the story where Peter walks on the water with Jesus. Jesus is doing what only God can do, and Peter does what Jesus does. And then the wind hits Peter. Wait. There's still a storm, and he sees it every bit of it. The waves are tormenting that boat. The wind is picking up, and Peter thinks, and here I am out here on the water, and he begins to sink. He actually does two things. He begins to sink, and he cries out to Jesus, Lord, save me, rescue me. And immediately Jesus reaches out his hand and grasps Peter, pulls him up, and pulls him to safety. And once in the boat, the winds die down, and the water becomes calm. Now, we could call this 
the story where Jesus walks on the water or the story where Peter walks on the water or we could call it the story where Peter sinks in the storm or we could call it the story where Jesus reaches out his hand and pulls Peter up out of the depths. Whatever we call it, this is a story of deliverance. Across the scriptures and down through the generations, we tell and return to these stories all the time. I was sinking and God pulled me up out of the depths. Remember from the, the, this summer, the Psalms of deliverance, this morning Psalm, but you, O oh God, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, for God has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one, but has listened to their cry for help. Or Psalm 77, which this scripture the gospel reading actually echoes, with your mighty arm, God, you delivered your people. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters. The Psalms sing God's deliverance, and you know, we do that too. In that hymn, uh, Come Thou Fount of Blessing, that we're singing and, and traveling with this Lent, maybe you've wondered about that strange line, here I raise my Ebenezer. Ever wonder what an Ebenezer is? An Ebenezer is a stone of help. In Hebrew, Eben Ha'ezer. It's from 1 Samuel. God has just delivered the people from certain death on the battlefield. And Samuel sets up a stone to mark the moment, to remember that story of deliverance. Cole Arthur Riley says that Samuel does this to remember, as she says, every time someone would walk past it, this stone of help, it was a reminder that God was for them, that God had protected them from danger, and that God would come again to help. It was a reminder of who God is and what God does then and now and in the next storm on the horizon. This morning's gospel story, too, is a story of deliverance. Walking on the water, Jesus reaches out his hand and delivers Peter up out of the depths. Again, Jesus does hear what only God can do. And then Jesus asks Peter that question. Oh, you of little faith, why did you waver? Waver here is a better word than doubt. Why did you waver? You were walking on the water. Why did you waver? Got to figure out what to do with that question. And so maybe I should say first, this is not a story whose moral is just have more faith. If you just have more faith, if you just try harder, if you just focus more, you too can walk on water. That is not the point here. That's not faith. That's not grace. Faith isn't something we initiate. It's certainly not something we can do on our own. Faith is always a response. It's a response to God's abounding grace. It's how we lean into, live into the grace that comes to us first. We've, we've talked about this before, and I'm sure Joanne said it before me. Faith, 
the Greek word pisteos, it is not about believing in certain prepositions. It's not going through the Apostles' Creed and checking things off. I believe in the Holy Spirit, check. In the communion of the saints, check. In the resurrection of the body, check. No. Faith is more like trust. It might even be better if we translated it that way. It is encountering God's abounding grace and leaning into it and finding there our life. It is trusting in the grace of God, the goodness of God, the power of God to pull us up out of the depths. Notice here in the story that faith is a conversation. Peter challenges Jesus, if you are, if you are who you say you are. It is a call and response. Jesus tells Peter to come and Peter responds. Peter cries out for help and Jesus reaches out his hand. Faith here is movement. Jesus moves towards Peter. Peter moves toward Jesus. When Peter sinks, Jesus stretches out his hand and grasps hold of Peter. Faith here, this trust is dynamic. It grows and changes over the course of this story. In the back and forth, Jesus draws Peter near. Now notice, too, that Jesus says to Peter, O oh, you of little faith. Notice that he doesn't say you of no faith. Peter has a little faith, a little trust. Yay, Peter. Jesus' question starts there with Peter's little faith and keeps the conversation moving forward. Now tell me, Peter, why did you waver? This is the story where Peter walks on water with Jesus. We have this moment, this moment they're both out there in the water. Jesus and Peter are there, both of them walking on water, doing together only what God can do. And it's the story where Peter sinks. We have this moment, this moment where Peter sees the severity of the storm, the whipping wind, the tormenting waves. He begins to sink and he cries out to the one he knows can help. And we have this moment where Jesus reaches out his hand and does what only God can do. With Jesus, Peter sinks and then rises up again. In the days and months and years after crucifixion and resurrection, Matthew's troubled community will remember this story. They tell it to each other again and again, and they come to write it down like setting up a stone of help for themselves and for the generations that follow. This story of walking on water with Jesus and sinking and rising up again. There's a story in another of the gospel traditions, in Luke's second volume, the book of Acts. It's just after Pentecost, as they're trying together to understand what it is to live in resurrection. Peter, same guy, is walking down the street, and there's a man who can't walk. He hasn't been able to walk since the day he was born. He's begging at the temple gate. A lovely note, the temple gate's name is beautiful. He's, he's uh, begging at the temple gate, and he calls out to Peter. And Peter walks over and reaches out his hand and grasps him 
and pulls him up. And the man walks. He jumps. And he runs. As we travel through this Lent, with our wandering hearts, I think this scripture, this story, offers us two questions. The first is this. How will you reach out your hand for help? Where are you in the midst of life's storms? Where do you see the wild winds? Where do you feel the buffeting waves? Where do you need to cry out for help? How will you reach out your hand for help? And the second question is this. How will you reach out your hand to help? In the storms close at hand and those that buffet our whole world to those in need and in the perils we face together in response to God's abounding grace, how will you reach out your hand to help? This is a story of walking on water, Jesus and Peter. It's a story of sinking and rising up again, of reaching out our hand for help and to help. It is a story of deliverance and of trust and of living together into our full humanity. In the midst of the storm and in the presence of our real fear, Jesus moves towards us and calls us to take courage, to trust, even a little trust, and to walk out into the storm like Jesus, with Jesus, to sink and rise up again, to reach out our hands, to live out our full humanity with Jesus, and to do with Jesus what only God can do.